Welcome to Queen of the Ring, the podcast that wants to talk to you all about wrestling. My name is Alexa. Today, I want to do a little bit of a less formal episode and kind of just discuss the women's matches of the 2023 WWE Royal Rumble. The women's Royal Rumble match was incredible. It wiped the men's completely out of the water, out of the stadium, out of the country. It was absolutely amazing. I want to go over just a few of my favorite highlights. I literally took notes when I rewatched it, but I know I'm not going to be able to mention everything because the women's match was literally an hour and 20 minutes, I think. So I'm going to try as hard as I can. Obviously, we had coming in at number one and number two, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, who make it through this entire match. But I'll get to those details a little bit later, I guess. It's kind of hard for me to talk about this, I feel like, in a cohesive way, so this is all going to sound chaotic as fuck, but I'm going to keep going because the Royal Rumble itself is a little bit chaotic, I guess. Shayna Baszler came tearing out and immediately gave Emma, like, the coolest, like, fucking deadlift twist, like, slam to the ground. It was so cool. I would love if someone would tell me what that was called, but it was sick. When BFAB came out for just a second, I, like, don't know how Rhea started bleeding, but, like, when she eliminated BFAB, it looked like she had this crazy welt on her cheek. I don't know how it got there, but you could see it for the rest of the match, too. Roxanne Perez came out looking so good with those uppercuts and a swing dancing Hurricane Rana on Rhea. It feels like she could be brought up to the main roster soon, which I imagine so many people are saying as well. And I know damage control isn't really doesn't do it for everybody, but I just love Io Shirai so very much. And I mean, of course, I love Bailey as well, but like Io is just such an incredible wrestler and I love getting any chance to see her in the ring. Because immediately when she comes out, the ease with which she moves through these spaces is so cool to watch. And with the ease with which she does a kip up, like, I just love it. When Natalia Neidhart was called out, I don't remember what number she came in as, but it was so moving and lovely to see her dressed in the style of her father, Jim Neidhart, with that little beret hat and the glasses and the big shoulders. It was just, was really sweet to see. She looked awesome. And it's so crazy when she gets into the ring, just how incredible she makes everybody look. Anytime she wrestles anybody, she makes them look like a superstar. She's such a valuable asset to this company. And although I feel like I didn't see her very much, I love seeing Candice LeRae come out at any time in any circumstance because she is just such a capable wrestler, such a good storyteller. She also makes everybody look so good. It was sick. And I also am not the hugest NXT person since it made that switch from 
the regular, you know, black and gold NXT to what it is now. But Zoe Stark was so fucking killer, dude. The way that she did a jump slide into the ring was truly, I've never seen someone do that before. It's so simple, but the way she entered the ring was even so spectacular. And she comes right out of the gate giving Eo this insane, like, reverse snap suplex. And then shortly after, pulls herself up over the top rope, bounces on it with her butt, and flips onto Rhea. It is so impressive. When Xia Li came out, I, the only note I wrote down is, why the braids? <laughs> but I, I do usually love Zaya for sure. And then that music drops, and the man is announced while the crowd goes freaking wild. I really missed the man, and I really do personally think they need to get rid of that haunted big-time Bex graphic. I loved her onesie. I thought it was super unique and interesting. And I love when women wrestlers take liberty in their fashion and kind of change it on its head a little bit. It's I'm not usually a fan of what Becky wears, just for the record, especially when they were pushing that big time Bex thing. But I thought that that was a cool, elevated man type look. And then, oh my God, finally, the best thing ever Oscar comes on out with that freaky, spooky, scary mask and then reveals herself to be Kana, her evil, demented, like previous character that she did that she would paint her face like a clown. It was so exciting. My boyfriend and I both like jumped up and down and screamed, no joke. I don't know why she wasn't number 30. I'll get into all that with Nia Jax, but over Asuka as Kana, I don't understand why she wasn't number 30. I felt like that would have been way more of a pop to end it on. But either way, she gets started with those spinning back fists and vicious kicks to people's legs immediately, and she is just so breathtaking to watch as a wrestler. And then Miss fucking Piper Niven comes out. I was so excited because fuck Dewdrop so hard. Fuck the fact that they tried to attach her to Eva Marie to get her started in this company. Doesn't make any sense. Piper is an incredible wrestler on her own. I don't know why they had to attach her to another person who's not really a wrestler or at least hasn't really presented as a wrestler on, you know, in this company as much as other women, especially as Piper. It's just, it was so incredible to see, and she was such a shining star throughout this entire match. And then Tamina comes out, and her and Piper size each other up for a while, which just somehow, you know, makes you think of like, I never knew I wanted this, but I want this so bad, please. That would be such a cool fucking match. And then the saddest moment of the night happens, and Chelsea Green comes out, and I was so excited to see her since she had her wrist broken, and then I think she broke her other wrist, and has just had a lot of trouble getting back into the main roster and wrestling, and I felt so bad when she's just thrown out immediately. She broke the record for the shortest amount of time in a Royal Rumble, which I think was five or six seconds. But she looked so amazing, and I really hope that she gets more opportunity after this. And 
wow, the pop when Bailey eliminated Becky and then Bailey was eliminated herself was so intense as Damage Control and Becky all kind of wrestled each other out of the stadium. It was cool. Raquel coming out was amazing to see. I mean, I personally, one of my favorite things about the WWE is the fact that they like to sexualize Raquel's back and that every time she walks out and flexes those muscles, I think it's the best moment of television history. I love it so much. Especially when she picks up Zelina Vega by the head and just chucks her. Because Zelina looked so amazing. Also in her Street Fighter outfit. Oh my god. And came out and immediately did a sunset flip. She looked sick. And Mia Yim, as a quick mention, she did a super cool DDT to Rhea right when she came out. I love Mia Yim. I think she is such a cool person, especially a person to look up to. She's done a lot of advocating for victims of domestic violence and has discussed her own experience inside of an abusive relationship. And there's a really incredible episode of the Vice show, The Wrestlers, that was out a few years ago um, that is on her and the work that she's done, and I cannot recommend it enough. It is so good. And on a completely different note, while I'm personally not a fan of Lacey Evans, and I never really have been, I do like that she took over Sergeant Slaughter's um, Cobra Clutch. I like that she's been given some of his things because, I mean, they're both military people. It really only makes sense, I guess. And her finisher is one of my favorite finishers in all of wrestling just because of what it's named. I think it's such a good name when she gives people that right hook and they call it the women's right. I think it's so funny. And I don't want to go for too much longer, so I'll just do some quick shout outs <laughs> throughout the match. Michelle McCool coming out of the front row, I thought was so fun and cool and hilarious. And that Styles Clash she gave immediately was super sick. Sonia Deville, you know, got that crazy gash above her eyebrow, if you saw that. I'm not sure how. I tried to watch and see, but I didn't see anything. Lacey giving Zelina, the putting her in the Cobra Clutch, and then dropping her like a bag of rocks from the top rope was insane. Seeing Shotzi come out made me very happy. I love, I love Shotzi so very much. I think she's so cool, and I like seeing her in the ring. I liked seeing her in storylines. I just love her. And then, number 30, Nia Jax comes out. And I am not a huge fan of Nia Jax personally, but I guess that's just because of the conversations that have happened around her injuring people and not being very careful with people in the ring. I watch Total Divas too, and I know that that's like a scripted reality show in parts, but... There's a really weird moment between her and Carmella where they have kind of a strange fight over that exact conversation, and it just seems a little bit too real <laughs> to be on reality television, you know? And she just, I think she gave Kyrie Sane two concussions, which I just find to be egregious. She's a wrestler. She should know how to take care of the opponents. And of course, in wrestling, people are going to get hurt. It's a contact sport and it's combat sport. But I think that there is a way to care for the people around you. And I think it's done all the time. And I was personally bored with the Andre the Giant shit where, you know, everybody's 
trying to pick her up and can't pick her up and she knocks all of them over. I mean, I love Under the Giant, don't get me wrong, but it just feels a little bit played for for that. But I, although, you know, I was surprised by my own excitement when I saw her and Raquel kind of go face to face. That would be super cool, I think, but it, it's just a little scary when she's in the ring with the other women. And then, of course, we get to the end, and the bottom three is Rhea, Liv, and Asuka. And there is just the most incredible sequence on the outside, on the apron, where they all have gone over the top rope, and Asuka goes to spray mist in Rhea's eyes, but catches Liv on accident. And then Rhea knocks Asuka out. Liv can't see, and she's still making these shots at Rhea. And then Rhea picks her up with her legs and flips her over like a Hurricane Rana onto the outside. It is so incredible to watch. I cannot recommend it enough. If you're going to watch any part of it, just watch the end if you can't get through it all. And I have to say again, I cannot emphasize how much better this one was than the men's, in my opinion. It was just so, so cool to watch. Especially on the heels of something like Raw 30, where a women's steel cage match was cancelled, and they ended up giving so much time to Roman Reigns and 15 minutes allocated to him walking down the runway. I just don't understand how that is priority over showing any women wrestlers on an event that is celebrating or supposedly celebrating all of the wrestlers at this company that have done incredible things. They didn't mention the first women's main event for Raw with, between Lita and Trish Stratus. They didn't really show much women at all. They designated that weird amount of time to Hulk Hogan, who, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody hates because I know I do. I don't know if I'm just projecting. I apologize if you love him, but he's a piece of shit. We all know that. And I just don't understand why him in the mouth of the South got that weird amount of time where they did nothing when they could have just given it to the women's steel cage match and done actually something impressive. Maybe celebrated women wrestlers for how much they contribute to this company instead of just talking about all the men over and over and over and over again. And I want to end on a positive note. So Dude, Rhea made history. She came in at number one, and she won the whole thing, which is amazing. There's only three other people who have done that in the WWE history, and it's Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, Edge, and now Rhea. It's so amazing. Liv, of course, came in at number two, and she was the last person with Rhea, so she also made history as the longest person to be in a Women's Royal Rumble. And that is so especially incredible due to the fact that in 2019 at the Rumble, Liv was eliminated with the fastest time in history of nine seconds. And that was just super disappointing for her. But to now make a new record and be the longest is just so amazing in just four years. And I feel like, or I, I hope that that means something for Chelsea Green too, because I mean... She's now taken that record away from Liv, and she's the fastest elimination in Royal Rumble history. But I hope that in the next few years, she can get her chance to get her flowers and show what she has, because she is such an incredible wrestler. I was just so excited that this was a good match and was as exciting as it was. And 
that's mostly it. I just wanted to talk about it. I hope you enjoyed this weird episode, and I hope that you will join again. Queen of the Ring is a podcast that talks to you about women's wrestling. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Queen of the Ring Pod. You can go on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Or if you feel like it, you can give us a rating. Tell me how you feel about it. Unless it's mean, please. (laughs) Just kidding. Thank you guys. Bye.